0: Ion 2020, episode 11. Thank you for joining me on the Ion 2020 podcast. My name is Ray Eaton, and I will be your host as we move towards November of 2020. I plan to do all the research on these presidential candidates so you don't have to. So if you like politics, enjoy, because if 2020 is anything like 2016, we are in for a treat. Oh, and did I mention I'm a libertarian through and through? Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. Right. Man, do I love that song "Freedom" by Rage Against the Machine. That is a great one. Um, even though they're a socialist, like I guess they're like anarcho. Socialist or something, that's what they, I've heard They say, Then people say that But, you know, this guy really Back in the 90s he, he was a rebel In the way that he spoke, I went to one of their Concerts way back when uh, Back, Lollapalooza 1993 That kind of shows my age But I went to that concert And they were one of the acts That performed there, and it was just Absolutely Exciting when this guy I had never even heard of him at the time because uh, they were pretty new when they came out with that when that with that first album, but um he got he was sitting there up on stage and he started looking at all the police officers that were the front you know the rows and stuff, and they had the mosh pits going and uh he started talking about them and then he got into the whole um, fuck, f you i won 't do what you tell me f you i won 't do what you tell me F you, I won't do what you tell me. And when when we were listening to that, I mean, it's the the entire crowd just went absolutely insane when he started playing that song, and uh, that was just that was just fun, that absolute fun. But he threw he he threw a lot of political views into his music, and it was uh, it was really fun listening to it back then. But even today, when I listen to it, it's even more fun. So I enjoyed that. But hey, anyway, thanks for joining me on the ION 2020 podcast today. My name is Ray Eaton. I am your host. And I appreciate uh, all my listeners, anyone that listens to this podcast. We are being on Spotify right now. We're on Stitcher. Uh, We're being picked up on Google Podcasts. And soon I believe we're going to be picked up on iTunes and uh, Apple Podcasts, and that'll be exciting for this pot, for my show. It'll be exciting for my motivation to keep on going, because we are, you know, two years away from the 2020 election, a little less than two years away from the 2020 elections, about a year out from the Iowa caucuses. And this is going to be an exciting time to follow the candidates, follow what they're doing, follow who they are, and um, learn a little bit about, about these guys and gals. And uh, theys, I guess I guess you kind of kind of throw that in nowadays as well. Uh, and what are, what are they about and uh, from a libertarian perspective, we take everything from a libertarian perspective on this show uh, because I am a libertarian and I believe that you know the less government we have, the better, uh, even to the point where I can say that we shouldn't have um, almost no government except for individual communities, um, that would be the ideal state of affairs for man. But I mean, we live in the real world, right? We do. Um, people demand government. People demand the, that you'd have to change a lot of minds, and that's you know, hundred you know, that's years and years and years in the future where you could change enough minds to get people to start, you know, downsizing their government. But we need to protect the liberties that we have, and uh, that's what I'm trying to do: protect the liberties that we have by giving you a little bit of information about those people that are going to, going to the elected offices that they hold so that you know who they are because those are the people that are going to be pointing those guns at you right that's what that's what they are the the people that you elect are the people that are going to be pointing those guns at you so the more you know about those candidates the better um, and that's just that so um last show I talked about these uh 4 450 declared candidates that are out there. And I found this article that was interesting, and I wanted to share it with you guys. It's on the Washington po- Post, and uh, it's by Phil- Phil- Philip Bump on January 7th. And it says, uh, Senator, Mo- Senator Elizabeth Warren traveled to Iowa over the weekend, her first visit to the state that helps presidential candidates establish a footing in it in the primary process. While there, she held several events in which she'd address several hundred people at a time. Crowd, crowds at the times matched and surpassed the number of declared crowds that at times matched or surpassed the number of declared 2020 candidates. So the article, the headline is, Worried About a Lack of Choice in 2020, There Are Already f- Over 400 Declared Candidates. From a practical standpoint, there are only a few dozen people who' standing a chance of being elected president. We know that I mean, you got four hundred people, but you know, I mean they'll, they'll whittle that down to two by you know February of next year. I guarantee it, right uh the FEC maintains a page listing every person who has filed an f two announcing their candidacies. As of writing, there are 447 such individuals, 32 of whom declared before 2016 was over, and 63 of whom declared their 2020 candidacies before President Trump was even inaugurated. And it has this graph, which is really interesting. 2016, uh, you just see from then until now, you just see this graph that just goes you know, exponentially higher with the number of declared candidates uh, that are planning on running against Trump. And then you got this, then it, it gets, it says, unsurprisingly, states that are at home to the most declared candidates are those with the largest populations. So if you get into it, you got California as 66 people declared. And they were talking about succeeding from the nation a couple of years ago. So obviously, there's a lot of people that are, you know, anti Trump over there, and they're going to you know, jokingly or realistically decide to run for president. Who knows? you got 36 people in Texas. Maybe that's over border issues. I'm not sure. You have 26 people in Florida, and you have 28 people in New York. And then the rest are throughout throughout the country as well. Um, Then it says, but here's a little quirk. The title of the most declared candidates per zip code belongs to not some county in Texas or some neighborhood in Brooklyn. But instead, it belongs to one house in Black Hawk, South Dakota. There are four 2020 candidates living there, or who at least filed from there, which must make dinners awfully contentious. That's got to be just like a group of guys or something in a frat house that we're all... Well, I guess they're not old enough to vote, or to uh, run for president if they're in some frat house. But if, um must just be a group of people that all decided to run for president they're like in the family or something who knows that that's an interesting little tidbit though um <clears throat> so then several states have no declared candidates as of writing including Mississippi, Wyoming and North Dakota, West Virginia and Vermont. The odds seem decent that at least one candidate from one of those states will emerge at some point in the near future. Yeah, I mean you're going to have somebody run from those states because you're going to have third parties and so forth. Um, that are going to try to get in on this thing. And it doesn't really mention anything about specific third parties, though. That's, that's something I was trying to look for in the article. It says, um, Most of those declared candidates are running as third party or writing candidates, but it doesn't give specifics on which parties they are. Um, there are more than twice as many Democrats running as Republicans. Perhaps a testament to Trump's consistently strong approval ratings among members of his own party. I mean, the guy does have a 35, 36% of people that strongly agree with him. So that's, I mean, that's pretty strong. Uh, it, it looks like a little around 60 or so Republicans and 140 or so Democrats are running. And then you got about 250 people from other parties. So, third parties, you have way, a, a huge number of third party candidates that are, that are going to be running. Interestingly, the density of those third party candidates seem to be more robust in more rural areas than in urban areas, centers such as California, Texas, or Northeast. Read into that what you will, it says. Um, you don't see a lot, you see a lot of people on the eastern seaboard that are going to be running as Republicans. It looks like there's some people in Charlotte that are going to be running as Republicans, and then you have, or that are declared. I don't know if they're like actively running by any means. But they are declared. How many candidates might we end up with? Thanks in part to the media attention paid to the number of candidates in 2016. There were ultimately more than 1,700 declared candidates at that time. At this point in the cycle of January of 2015, there were slightly more than 100. So, not all of those who subsequently filed to run were goofing around. Among those who hadn't yet declared by this point in 2016 was someone that many expected would never declare a real candidacy, an candidacy, eventual winner, Donald Trump. Among those who haven't yet declared in this cycle, we all know Elizabeth Warren, right? So, that's that article. I was just interested to find out a little bit more about these uh, 400 and some odd, 450 people that have declared their their candidacy for president. I just wanted to update you guys on that one as well. And, um, I think that's what this episode is going to be all about, though, because there's got to be more interesting information on these 400 declared candidates. What I really want to find out from this, and I'm going to look deeper into it as well, is are these candidates, you know, what, what third parties are they representing? Or are they just running as independents? Who knows? That could be the case as well. But there's tons of third parties out there, and I'd like to find out who they are, what they represent, and uh, where are they trying to take the country? So getting on to uh, Ballotpedia.org That's B-A-L-L-O-T P-E-D-I-A .org I went on to that website and it shows the list of uh, candidates for 2020 the ones that have declared specifically declared and also it goes a list of all the politicians Republicans, Democrats that can possibly run but then it goes into the people that have it says candidates who have filed for the 2020 presidential election. The very top one, uh, Michael James, Mr. Michael James Ott. And uh, he's running as an independent. So I started looking through this, and you do. You have um, lots of unaffiliated. You got a write in. You got an- more unaffiliated. You got the Independent Party of America. And he's running. Uh, that's Taylor Cleveland. I think the Independent Party of America, that's, an ind- that's running as an independent. But I think that's the one that Ross Pro might have got started. I'm not sure. You now, you have lots of Democrats running. I think it was like 60 Republicans and 225 Democrats so far, or 150 Democrats so far. The rest were independents or write ins or third parties. So you get down the list. Um, and it says they're filing dates as well. So this um, the from the very beginning, it's uh, the most recent one as of this date, 112 uh, 2019 Michael James Ott, that's the independent. And then you have uh, people that have filed going down. I found uh, the Green Party that someone filed for the Green Party back in uh, back in December 3rd, 2018. That is Ian Schlackman. And then you have uh, independents, uh, more more no-party affiliation people and lots of independents. And I'm looking for some more of these uh, third party like actual parties i got the independence party 11 12 2018 that's ramon perez then you have the jewish christian national party uh someone's running from there and that's uh daniel Bringback or bring back dr daniel uh, I, it's hard to read his name it's kind of an unusual name we got another green party candidate as well kurt nichols um and That's a really popular party. You got the Green Party. You got the Libertarian Party. I think those are the, you know, two of the most uh, popular third parties. I guess. Ooh, we have a Yes Party. Y E S. Yes Party. One of the, I wonder if that's the rock group Yes that they're running under. Who knows? And that's Shane Rogers. Got the Commandments Party. Oh. The Commandments Party, huh? Herman Yoder. So I wonder if that's the Ten Commandments Party. That would be an interesting little thing to look into. I might have to look into that one. I'll have to make a note for myself to look into what is the Commandments Party, because I remember, I don't know if any of you remember, but I grew up in uh, Florida, and a couple of state or county uh, governments had their the Ten Commandments sitting up front of the courthouse. And there was always these people that were saying that that shouldn't be on state property because you have or county property because you have a separation of uh, church and state, right? So having those commandments sitting out there was a separation of church and state. And I think it was the ACLU maybe that was uh, challenging that. And you know, from my standpoint, I agree with that. But I mean, that's a tradition that these counties had. Um, so I I once told one of the county commissioners, I said, hey man, why don't you all just sell the um, that piece of property, you know, cut it out and sell it to an individual that wants to keep it there and then, you know, y'all can have it cuz it's an it's private property at that point, right? And uh, I don't know if he took me up on that offer, but that was a little thing but anyway, getting back to that, the Commandments Party, I wonder if that's what that's about is getting the 10 commandments put on all the county governments. That would be a single issue voter right there, but they're probably if they if it is Commandments Party based upon like the 10 commandments and you probably, you know, have an extreme um right view in the sense of you know anti, or anti-abortion choice or not being pro-choice but pro-life ideas and so forth you got the american independent party running i found another oh you got two people from the american independent party that are running and they each applied a day within each other you got one that applied on 11-2 and another one applied on 11-3 Um, more Republicans, got more Democrats. Oh, you got the Libertarian Party. The first person from the Libertarian Party, that is, he applied on 10-19-2018, and that is Seymour Art Lee. I've personally never heard of him, but I guess um, I'll have to look him up as well. Got another Libertarian that uh, that submitted his information on 10-13-2018. That's William Joseph Hurst which I've never heard of him either. So, uh, But that's interesting. Got another Green Party candidate. Candidate. I got the HTP candidate. Isn't that the kind of oil? I wonder if uh, he's representing an oil, some kind of oil. HTP, I'll have to look that up and find out what that is as well. Got some more write-ins and, and independent, um, no-party affiliations. Lots of Republicans and Democrats, though, like I said. And then you got the um, Independent American Party. Is one that's running, and uh independent American party, that's Christina Marie Cabral. And going even further down the list, I'm getting into June of last year, people that were... oh, I have the Human Rights Party. That's something that was interesting. I've never heard of that before. I wonder what Human Rights Party represents. That's something I'll just take some notes as well and figure out what they are. But that's Lexi Ray Hughes is running under the Human Rights Party. Got the Green Party, more and more Democrats. These Democrats are just lining up to run against Donald Trump, and they are excited. I'm sure. Um, I mean, what else are you going to do except run against Trump as a as a candidate, filing for, filing to run against Trump, right? And trying to let people know that I am a presidential candidate. I wonder if people do this though as kind of like a publicity stunt, if they're going to run against. I'm running against Trump. That's what I'm doing, and it's it's more for publicity than anything else. Who knows? Especially when you're applying a year ago, right? I got the GRN party, who I've never heard of before. The non-partisan party. Let's let's support them, right? Definitely, we don't want a partisan in office, so we'll go ahead and uh, support the non-partisan party, and that is La- Lamrid Reed Gill Day or Day Gill, I guess. That'll be his name. I can't pronounce it, but he applied in 2017 as the nonpartisan party. He got the Federalist Party with Manuel Lewis Hegeralda. And he submitted his information a little over a year ago. The Independent Conservative Democrat D- Democratic Party. That's another one that I've never heard of, but... Um, Lots and more Republicans and Democrats. You do have quite a few Democrats that are applying um, throughout this. Oh, I have another nonpartisan party. Maybe that's just non... Maybe he's declaring himself nonpartisan as in no party affiliation. But there there is a one type of party that shows no party affiliation. So I guess you could declare yourself independent democrat republican but i guess if you just say no party affiliation um they'll put that down as what you're running under because i even have an other so i got a clifford allen ingle ingle earth who is running as an other so who knows what that is white black hispanic other i'm not sure that's the only thing I think of, or maybe he's just calling himself other. I got another one that's, I got a couple more that are others actually as well. And then more, I got the American party, the independent party, the green party, more unaffiliateds and Republicans and Democrats. So this is really interesting to see how people are running because most of these people, especially the further you get back, is just probably just people that are pissed off at Trump back in the 2015 or 2016. Whoa. Now this is interesting. I have somebody that that registered in 2000 or excuse me, 7211998. He registered for the 2020 election. That is just insane. His name is Ernest Lee Easton. Professor Ernest Lee Easton has been running for the 2020 election since 1998. I'm going to look this guy up. Okay, this guy is hard to find anything on, but he was born in 1943, and he's, uh, he lives in South Bend, Indiana. And he's a Protestant. He's a Ph.D. in uh, American politics from Cornell University in 1978. Uh, bachelor's degree from University of Illinois, Chicago. Um, went to Chicago City College, went to Syracuse University, went to Cornell University. Um, he's a lobbyist for Veterans Affairs, 1983 to present. Um, 1983 to present he's been a writer he's also an independent scholar um, there's not too much on this guy I was looking all over uh, his first job was selling newspapers at age 11 and I think it looks like he ran for political office in 2000 2004 1998 um, so he ran for president, or ran for Yeah, president several times. Yeah, candidate for United States president, 1996, 2000, 2004. And apparently in 1998, he applied to run for president in 2020 as well. I wonder if he even knows that he is. He's the person at the very bottom of this list as the longest person running for the 2020 election. I have no idea. Um, I wonder if he just made a mistake back then in 1998. Maybe he was trying to run for office in 2020 and then, or 20, or excuse me, for office in 2000 and made the mistake and put 2020. That would be so funny if that was the case. I went to the guy's Facebook page and I couldn't find him though. So he was on there, but he, everything was private. Um, but he is a professor somewhere, so I'd love, to, uh, I'd love to look at this guy even more. But So there was another person, um, I'm going to look up this person as well, Melvin Jr. Valentine, And he, on 7-18-2007, submitted the formal paperwork to run for office in 2020. I mean, obviously none of these people knew, even in 2015, because there's several people that um, put the paperwork in in 2015 as well that had no idea who um, that Donald Trump was going to be president, so they couldn't have been doing it for that reason. But, I mean, this person that's been running since 2007 as well, I wonder if these are just mistakes more than anything else, but I'm going to look up this person as well. Melvin Valentine Jr. Yeah, digging into this Melvin Valentin Jr. guy, there is really nothing on him. There's a couple of obituaries, so... Uh, if he decided to run back in 2007, um, I guess he can't run now because he's no longer alive. But, I mean, that's pretty typical na- uh, That's not a unusual name, Melvin Valentine. So I'm sure that the obituary that I see isn't him. I wonder if these are just typos when these people, you know, apply with the election commission to, to run for office. Maybe these people that are from 2016... They might be a little bit more serious, especially the 2017 people, a little bit more serious about running because you know you had a huge amount of people back in uh, November 2016 that submitted their paperwork for office, and especially November and December 2016. I guess that's when President or Donald Trump got elected, right? And then the inauguration comes, and you know, you have tons of people in January and February 2017. Uh, the first couple months of his presidency, these people just are, you know, submitting their paperwork left and right. Republicans and Democrats and independents and nuns and no-party no affiliation people, they're all submitting their paperwork as well. This is interesting, though. I just think it's absolutely hilarious. It's Ernest Lee Easton, who ran in 1996, 2000, 2004. He must have made a mistake when he was running for that two thousand election. that one just put 2020 by mistake um but I'd love to let him know that he's, that, he's, um, that he's filled out the paperwork for it. I'd love to see this guy run that would be absolutely hilarious. I've been running since 1998 so watch out for me that's what he can say I've been running for since 1998 so it, it, that would that would be his campaign slogan right in this to win it. Nine, since 19, in it to win it since 1998. That would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. So um, I appreciate all my listeners. I really do. I th- thank you for uh, tuning into the Ion on 2020 show. Uh, I, keeping your eye on 2020 is something I'm hoping to be able to do. And I'll bring you all the information I can, all the news, all the uh, candidates. And as we go forward, I don't know if I'm going to do be able to do uh, an episode on all 450 candidates so far. Obviously, I'm not going to. I'm just. I say that more jokingly than anything else. Um, but you know, serious candidates that come up, I'm going to look into some of these uh, Democrats, some of these Republicans, but also some of these Green Party candidates that have recently submitted their information, some of these Libertarians that have recently submitted their information. Those are things that I need to look into, and also some of these odd, uh, odd parties that I've found. Uh, just so I can know, like the HTP party or the um, the independent, you know, the American Independent Party. Find out what they represent. This Christian Jewish National Party. You know, find out what these people people represent and see. You know, if obviously none of these third parties have much of a chance against a Democrat or Republican. But it's always good to know what people you know are thinking in this world, right? And uh, what these different parties represent, especially like the Libertarian Party. We got um the libert not we but they got um you know two maybe two or three percent of the vote last time so when you have a donald trump that's the same situation you got donald trump a flawed candidate running against a democrat who's probably going to be pretty flawed as well you never know what's going to happen though and uh you know you might get two or three percent of the vote to get out there two or three percent of the people get to get out there and vote for the Libertarians. Or a popular third-party candidate, and that should be interesting. So my name is Ray. I am your Ray and I am your host of the Eye on 2020 podcast. Keep your eye on 2020 with me.